What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Laura, what do you got? So on IG, somebody asked what was their fav- favorite clay memory moment. And somebody answered. It was Draymond Green. Okay. Draymond Green answered. Yep. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying because no, it no, felt like you were trying to figure out who was it that no, said. No, no, no. I know. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say at the end, but it's okay. Oh. Draymond Green, it said, in a hotel in Miami, he ran into a wall and busted his eye open with stitches. He tried to lie to us and get his friend to lie and say he got into a fight at the club. When you're leaving a club in Miami, you're not always sober, and he tried to tell us he got into a fight. Now, I wanted to know what was the craziest fight you guys got into. I mean, not fight. Like, how did you guys get hurt? And it was so dumb that you're like, yo, I can't I can't even say that this is how I got hurt. I got to lie and say oh, I got in a fight. Falling down the stairs. I, no, I didn't tell people I, I, I you know, I fought until fight, but I fell down the stairs and myself. Um, and, you know, I made up something about playing something. I don't remember what it was I said specifically. But, yeah, I, in Connecticut, I fell down the stairs. I was wearing socks. There were wood stairs. I slipped all the way down to the bottom and really screwed myself up. I've used that excuse, by the way, before that, you know, I got into a fight and that's why I've got this thing going right here. So, um, I was in a locker room, and, um, you know, I was getting myself dressed, and dude saw a scar, you know, because I had my appendix removed. This is many years ago. And he goes, hey, man, what's that scar? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm going to do a pretty serious fight and took one right there, you know, got stabbed. And the guy was like, no way, really? I'm like, yeah, dude, it was pretty bad. He's like, no way, for real? I'm like, no, dude, my appendix got taken out, you moron. What? I mean, come on, look at me. Can I fight? I can't get into a fight. I mean, give me a break. Look at me. So I've used that excuse of I've gotten into a fight, but I really didn't get into a fight. Shocker. Z? Um, let me think. I'm sure there's something. I just can't think of it. Like, I'm sure I, like, you know, lied to, like, an ex-lover or something like that. Jazzed it up a little bit. The plane was delayed, but I really was just hooking up with somebody else or something like that, I'm sure. <laughs> In a porta potty Yeah. <laughs> Clean one, right? <laughs> Definitely a clean one. Um, yeah, like when I was younger and stuff, yeah, I'm sure I did all kinds of stuff like that, but never about a fight. Because once you've like actually been through like a series of real fights, you, you there's no need to make up the ones about right. fake ones. Right. <laughs> I made right. it out of Detroit. Why well, I got a front? <laughs> all right, I know what time it is. What you need to know brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Now, we were talking a lot about food. Uh, Mm -hmm. earlier so i saw this on twitter and i don't know the establishment so i'm sorry but you know clearly hawaiian pizza is like a uh a touchy subject on social media very controversial very controversial because people are like oh you shouldn't put pineapple on your pizza this that and the other and and look i don't care i mean i don't eat it regularly but if someone wants to order it you know i'll give you know i'll have a slice maybe you know i'm not anti it uh, I don't care enough, to be honest, to be opposed to it. However, I do draw the line at this. So there is an establishment that has taken a twist to their Hawaiian pizza and added pickles to it. And I hate pickles. Like, I, I listen, Cuban sandwiches, I am Cuban. Have mm. pickles in them, I take them out. Okay? Delicioso. I take them out, all right? Blasphemous, where I'm from, all right? And that's how much I hate pickles. So I sure as hell ain't eating pickles on no damn pizza. Mm-hmm. See, I'm not a Hawaiian pizza eater myself, but every time I've had it, I've said, you know what? This pineapple on the pizza is freaking great, man. I don't know why I don't do this more often. So I'm open to trying the Hawaiian pizza with the pickles. It's not something that I'm likely I'm to gross. Order, but I'm willing to give it a shot. I know I'm gross. I got it. Okay, but I'm willing to give it a shot. Because somebody must have tested it, tasted it, and thinks it's good. So I'll take that shot. I'll, I'll go for it. Yeah, I'm Is not he? doing that. That's nasty, yeah. Cap. Yeah, that's nasty. That's I know, but I'm nasty. the same guy that put fish and barbecue sauce together this past I'm gross. Did you try it? You was it good? Hold on. Hold on. Phenomenal. What? You, you put did? fish and barbecue sauce? Phenomenal. <laughs> Fantastic. Nasty. Oh, my God. Delicious. Can Why? we dump that? <laughs> I'm not falling for your tricks, LZ. Why? 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 Let me. I just am curious. Why? Yeah. Oh, oh, I'll explain here. it to you. I'll, I'll explain it to you because LZ was talking about Memorial Day weekend, 
And he said, you know what? I'm going to have some ribs. And he said, I don't know if I'm going to dry rub them. I don't know if I'm going to Detroit them. I said, what's Detroit? He said, that just means we put lots more barbecue sauce on. I said, well, you know what? I want ribs too, but I caught this fish and I feel guilty about not eating this fish. Otherwise, I shouldn't have taken this fish from the ocean. So then I said, well, I'm going to grill up some fish and I'll use barbecue sauce and I'll think it's ribs. And everybody went, oh, that's nasty AF. Which please. Right. They even said that. But uh, it turns out you throw it on the grill and you put some barbecue sauce together with it. Fish and barbecue sauce, good. Like chicken and barbecue sauce. Not bad. It is like the culinary version of you snapping off beet at the beginning of the segment. Like, I'm sure it's your own beet. It's your own palate. It's all good. But the more I think about it, the more I just go, I hope there's a toilet nearby so I can vomit. <laughs> that sounds disgusting, Cal. Yeah, Absolutely bro. disgusting. Why? I mean, what about, like, you didn't have, like, I mean, look, I... Fish, if there's any kind of sauce, I guess, to put with your fish, like, I guess, tartar sauce, yeah. maybe? Sedano, Sedano, stop, stop, maybe? stop, stop, stop. It's nonsensical and nasty. Your instincts are correct. Don't don't fight it. Don't don't fight it. But the pickles sound interesting on the Hawaiian pizza. No, bro. I don't like pickles, period, man. I think My pickles make everything them, better. Pickles My are great. My kids love pickles. I don't. It's if you crazy. have a pickle on a burger, you're like, you know what? Every burger should have a pickle on it. You know, lettuce, no. tomato, onion, very standard. Ketchup, mustard, very standard. But throw a pickle in there, it will change the game. Yes, it will. Doesn't mean not, you'll win, but the game yeah. will be changed. Not in the not in the right way. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it changes the game for me too, but just differently. So I come from a family of pickle makers. I'll have you know. Oh, I had no idea that, did that they was make true. You, make those pickles with some pineapples because that no, just I sounds never did nasty. It. I know. What? I never did it. <laughs> I never did what? that. Pickles and pineapples. But a pickles family of pickle makers. Kosher pickles. Mm. Oh, in that case, I'm sure it was delicious. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Pickles and pineapple, man. Just say that out loud. I know. Yeah, I'm gross. Sour, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's gross. Greg? I, I love pickles, but no, I won't even eat a pineapple pizza. That's gross. Shocker. Yeah, no, it's gross. I won't eat it. But See, pickles are delicious. The the, the I might try a pickle on a pizza, but not with the pineapple. You would eat pizza? Nah, I, I wouldn't. No, I don't think I would. It just, I mean, I like them a lot. I do like pickles a lot. It's totally okay to like pickles. Why are you putting on, see? Yeah, see, I don't, th- I don't think I would, though. I was just trying to think, like, oh, maybe I will. No. But no, but definitely not with pineapple. You, Pineapple's you're gross. You're so dangerously Pineapple's close to great. raisins and a potato salad, you don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. Love pineapple. All right, let's go to the phones. Ray in L.A. What up, Ray? Hey, what's up? Um, I have a quick question about the Lakers, or, well, Comet, really. Um, I, one of the things I wanted to see is for Vogel to give a little more run to Montrez, um, more so because um, he has to start to look beyond the X's and O's and the defensive strategy and just get some dogs on the court. Uh, Montrez brings that energy and that edge. He produces offensively, but more so he brings that attitude, and, and they need that. You know, when your top guys, you know, are more businesslike, you know, LeBron and AD, um, you need those guys. Dwight Howard, they missed that. Dwight Howard got all up in Jokic's head last season, not because he's a better player, but he just brought that edge. And I think the Lakers just need that and just get that guy on the court and, and let him just, you know, bring a little cray-cray. You yeah. know, what do you have yeah. to lose? Yeah. I mean, and listen, I'll just throw it at you guys like this. you got to think about beyond this year. Is Montrez not part of the future plan because he's signed, right? So – I mean, you're just going to sit him and say, hey, look, we got out of you what we could in the regular season. We don't really think you, you can help us win a championship. So down the stretch, we don't play you. So what, that, what does it do for next year with him and beyond? Well, listen. Uh, probably, probably deal him. Something's changing, obviously. <clears throat> because even if they come back and win this, sort of, this series and they come back and they go on to repeat as champions, if we changed when the championship was won in good times, and let's face it, while they were in the bubble, we felt really good during that run. Um, we would not feel very good during this run. So we can anticipate changes. Trez is definitely one of them. Um, Dennis is obviously one of them. Yep. Um, Dre probably will not be back. Um, like, there's going to be a lot of changes. The Cruz? question is, will these men, particularly the ones who are new, are they going to fight to stay Lakers? Because if you're going to fight to stay a Laker – then I would love to have you back. But if you're just going to give me more of what I just saw, then hit the road, Jack. Oh, shoot, I just made a bar. Oh, I just made a bar. <laughs> Wouldn't even try to make bars. Y'all hear that? I can't even control it. Oh, 
<laughs> there we go. Hey, there we go. Hey. But seriously, though, like, if you're not going to ball out and leave it all out there, like, all of it, fighting for your life, then I don't know if we really want you back anyway. You know what I'm saying? But if you're going to go out there and leave some skin on the ground, die for loose balls, hustle your ass off, and just try to make it one more game, we'll see that and we'll appreciate it. But if you quit halfway through because your shot's not falling or you think you're too good to dive on the ground or you didn't start or whatever the reasons are, I ain't really feeling you like that anyway. Because I need to know that you're going to be committed because it's not always going to be like last year. We're not always going to be able to roll series after series after series. Sometimes we're going to have these series where we got to come back and reestablish ourselves. Yeah. Brian knows this because he's done it multiple times. So these new guys, you got to step up. Now's the time. I mean, yesterday felt like, uh, you know, there's the famous uh, Memorial Day massacre, right? Game one of the 85 finals against the Celtics. Yesterday felt like the post-Memorial Day massacre uh, <laughs> because it was just out of control so damn quickly, man. Well, Let's go to Bre- Yeah, early go in the second quarter, George. I mean, the crowd, and, and we were watching it on TV, but you could feel the avalanche happening. Yeah. There was no answer. They were hitting a bunch of shots. Lakers were not. Crowd was losing its mind. And before you knew it, I mean, you were three minutes into the second quarter and there was no coming back from that. Yeah, look, in the playoffs, this is why, you know, and I don't believe the nonsense of, oh, the bubble is fraudulent, blah. I don't believe that nonsense. But there is clearly a difference. Now, the challenge in the bubble was isolation, right? Like, that can break you too. You know what I mean? Look, we saw it happen, right, to plenty of teams. So, that you know, it's just a different set of challenges that you're facing when you're not in that environment. And this is a more traditional challenge of you're on the road, everything's against you, you got to get on the plane, you, you're, you're, you know, habits are different. Right, it's the mental We're, versus the physical from last correct. year. That's right, yeah. Yeah, no, there's some mental too to this, but it's not. it's a different mental. Like, the mental in the bubble was mental, okay? Um, you know, this is just different. It's different. So it's going to be fascinating to see if they can back this up because here's the deal, man. Like you just can't, I don't look, if you lose, you lose, you're going to lose a series. It's going to happen. Like you ain't going to win them all. And there are reasons. Okay. That at least at the moment, if you look back at the final four teams in the bubble, two teams are already eliminated. The Lakers are on the brink. And, yeah, Denver's got a 3-2 lead, but they are by no means, uh, you know, in some safe harbor against Portland at this point, the way Dame is scoring. So there's a reason that the teams that had the quickest turnaround are dinged up or, you know, never really got it going one way or another. I I do think that 71- or 72-day turnaround was a huge problem for people. Brent in Riverside. What's up, Brent? Love the show, guys. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, just really quick on the Lakers. I'm, you know, I'm a hardcore fan. So a few things. Montrez Harold, love the guy. You know, he uh, he plays with a lot of heart. But I need to say this: his plus minus aren't great. He's not a good defender. Yes, he, he gives us offensive firepower. But if you look at his numbers defensively, whenever they have him at center, they are eating us in the paint because he cannot stop anyone at the rim. So he's kind of a liability in a way too. I think. Drummond or Gasol should play with Harold. I think that could look good and could possibly work. But when Harold is the center, we're not a good team. We're, we're, we're way too small, and he tries to play bigger than he is, and it doesn't work. Um, love the show, guys. Thank you for the time. Real quick, Frank Vogel, he needs to stop having us shoot nothing but threes and try and outscore everyone, like, you know, keep up with these three-point shooting teams. That's not us. We need to play down deep inside in the post. All right, brother, appreciate you. 877-710-ESPN if you want to hop aboard, 877-710-3776. we got a lot of people chiming in on the Lakers situation, on the Clippers situation. Hit us up. Do you have a food nickname for your significant other? If, if that's the case, what is it? Hit us up. We also have a survey about folks in America that you're going to want to tune in for. We'll get to that in just a few moments. Stick around. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. 
With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. So Austin has tweeted in, and he is defending Cap, saying if fish is fried, then yes, he'll try the barbecue sauce, but pickles on pizza are a no-go. Fried you guys fish? Ever, you, ever, you ever try um, yellow mustard on cheese pizza? No, that Delicious. sounds disgusting. Delicious. And I just was thinking that if I took yellow mustard and pickles and put it on a cheese pizza, sounds delicious. Why? Not doing this with you, Cap. You're not messing up my stomach before I go eat dinner tonight. <laughs> nope. No, sir. Uh, Starfish and Coffee, who works for the Southern California News Group, says that there's always a pickle and pastrami pizza on election mm. night. Mm. Says it's very popular, although mm. he's never tried it. Delicious. It's election night, man. I've worked election night. We're starving by the time results come in. We'd eat anything. Mm. <laughs> what are you talking about? Of course it's popular. We're starving. I don't think people will choose that pickle, that pickle and pastrami pizza at 1 o'clock in the afternoon when they got options. I'll tell you right now, on rye with a little bit of yellow mustard, maybe even some spicy mustard, pastrami, rye, pickles, mustard. Uh. On a pizza? No, no, just on rye. Okay. Rye bread. All right. Where are we going? George? Yeah, I'm still stuck on pastrami and pickles. (laughs) I mean, and we're not talking about a sandwich. We're talking about pizza. This is, like, gross. I I don't even understand. Anyhow. um, All right, real quick for you. So there is a survey, okay, Okay. of 2,000 people, Mm -hmm. okay, did you and know any of them? I did not. No, no. Oh. And in this survey, 6% of them believe they can beat up a bear. Now, the timing of this is fascinating because, as you know, there's this viral video of a woman who... Uh, 17-year-old girl. Si- oh, it was a girl. Sorry. Um, I mean, girl, woman. I mean, girl. 17 years old. She got, she got big cojones. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. So she saved her dogs by shoving a bear off her garden wall. Now, this bear walks on, like, the wall of of her backyard, and the bear also has her cubs with her. So the dogs come running out, and so the bear is clearly snapping at the dogs and pawing at the dogs because she's also defending her cubs. And the lady defends her dogs by going hands up and just pushing the damn bear off the uh, the ledge, and I'm like, girl, you crazy. I was, wouldn't be messing with no bear. Like, was I the mean, bear I, named Chris? <laughs> but it, it, to me, it's like, yo, like you got to be a little crazy. Now, listen, I love dogs. I love my dog. And I saw a video a couple months ago of a dude in Florida um, that he took a, his small dog out of, like, literally the jaws of an alligator. I saw that video. That was amazing. It's crazy, but, like, man, like, maybe if I would grab, like, a broom or something, but with my bare hands, no way, dude. A bear? Are you out of your mind? Listen, it's obvious she's the ride-or-die kind of chick they rap about, except it was for the dogs. That's all right, though. As long as you ride-or-die about something. What do you ride-or-die about, George? I mean, look, I ride-or-die with my friends, and I don't even ride-or-die with my... So if me and Cap were both getting ready to take a bullet, you would try and like position your body to take both of them at the same time? I'd try to push you out of the way, like I'd dive on you. Both yeah. of us? Yeah, I'd try to tackle you. How about if a bear yeah. grabbed me? Yeah. Okay? Like the bear snapped at that dog. Is the, yeah. is the bear named Chris? <laughs> uh-huh. The if bear, the bear snapped at you. The bear grabs me. I'm Leo yeah. DiCaprio, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. you saw In the, the movie. Okay. Yeah. The bear's got me. Yep. You got to run out. And the only way to get that bear to release me is to push the bear over the wall just like this young lady did 
to save her dog. Well, you, so the, but the bear is George. You're doing it. So the bear is also on the wall, right? Like in this video. Bears on the wall. Yeah, we go, we I, go well, running I, out. I'm going to grab like a, a broom or a mop it's or too something. Late, George, it's too late. They got no me. dog. I mean, you don't know where the brooms and the mops are in your house. I do. I know how to get that thing quick and then run out there. You got like and I'm pushing them out. Need to I, happen? What you, huh? You get like emergency cleanings that sometimes happen. No, I just know where it is in the house. You know what I'm saying? Like so, Simon know, Rose keeping the broom and mop in the same broom closet every time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know wrong. it's all in the laundry room. I go to the laundry room real quick and I'm running back out and I'm using them like a weapon. Oh, I don't know where Kiwi's got the broom and the mop. I, I don't know where Kiwi. Put oh, that you stuff. gotta know. You know I what I'm saying? No idea. I well, know, I also have a house with two small children, so we use that broom and that mop a lot. Yeah, oh, I don't know. Chicken parm keeps her broom far away, man. That bear would already have me. Yeah, see, boom, Greg. See, let me tell you something though, real quick. That if that bear grabbed my dog and took off with the dog, what am I going to do? Am I going to chase it and go, "Yo, you can't have my dog and eat my dog," or am I going to go after it and try and save my dog? Like that guy Actually, who saved you know the dog what? from the alligator. That was crazy. Chris just texted in, and he's right. Sedano would save me from the bear, but then yell at me after. I would, yes, absolutely. I'd be would. like, what, he, he what kind of an idiot yes. gets, gets uh, you know, pawed at by a bear? Like, what the hell's wrong with you? Right. Not after I asked him if he was okay, of course. I don't know if you were going that far with the <laughs> Yo, okay man, you part. all right? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. You're an idiot. Yo, you good? That, what actually, kind of a bleeping moron are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you would probably do that. Yeah. That girl, I got to give her a lot of credit. Four dogs go, go flying out of the house. They're all barking at this bear. Bear is protecting his or her cubs um, and, and snaps the little dog. And she comes flying out, pushes the bear over the wall into the neighbor's yard and somehow grabs the dog from the bear and her and all four dogs go flying but in the house. in the bear's defense, the bear didn't start none. The bear was just on the wall with his baby just, you know, taking a stroll. The dogs is the one that escalated the situation. Fair, fair point, fair point. Dogs definitely went out there barking like, hey, bear, you know, I'll get you, right. bear. And then the bear started going, oh, really? Because I'll stand yeah. on this wall and I'll get you, you little dog. Casper and Rufus would do the exact same thing. When they hear coyotes, they start growling and stuff like going, trust me, this is a battle you will not win. <laughs> <laughs> so, Laura, are you saving your dogs from the bear? Ride or die for Poochie? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my dog weighs like five pounds, so I have to go after her. Not really. I mean. <laughs> five pounds, one blow, and she dead anyway. Yeah, it's probably done, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if but you ain't there before been... the contact, then you might as well just let the bear have her. She's yeah. been through a lot. So with this dog, I would go save her. But some other dogs I've had, I'm like, yo, you can have them, okay? Oh, so it's just about the specific dog. <laughs> yeah, oh, man, okay. it just depends on the dog. Because I've had a lot of dogs throughout the, you know, it's a big. It's a lot of us. It's six of us. So sometimes one of us has had, like, my dog, my brother has a dog right now that they could take him. Okay, Tyson can go. Tyson has to go. He's just one of those chihuahuas that doesn't shut up. I'm just like, dude, handle your dog so he can get taken any day, all day. But it's not like you need to give the brother away. That's what it's not like. <laughs> Bad dog I mean, trainer. I mean, he could go too. <laughs> I love my brother, but he could go too. Correct. <laughs> go to. You let your brother. I love my brother, but too. he can go too. Right, barking at no. my brother and his but dog. But I'm a ride or die for no, this five-pound dog, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm going right after th that bear. I, Lola is the most amazing dog in the world, and I would absolutely go. And you can't go like walk away from the door and go try and find a, a broom or something like that. What do you that. mean walk away from the door, man? Like you just you don't, said like, the laundry room. The laundry. You have, to, you have to go to a separate room to go get it. I'm not taking my eyes off the laundry room. Is right outside my right outside like by my. Um, so it's like the mud room. But yeah. once once you take your eyes right off the there, bear, by, that's by the it. backyard. Like I know where I'm going. It's not right. like I got to go that far. So right, the broom Bergman. that you're talking about, does it have like the wooden little parts or was it plastic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh, the so wooden. it got a little prick to it, huh? Yeah. Okay. I, All right. I hit him over the head with that damn thing. I actually do keep a baseball bat out in my backyard like in case some animal decided to come and attack my dog and I had to go down there and lay the wood. You know what I'm saying? But like I was thinking skunk or raccoon. I wasn't thinking bear. Oh, Wait, listen, raccoons skunk? are big, man. Did, I've did seen you, raccoons that are as big skunk? as dogs. Yeah, skunk. Yeah. George, you're going to let him say skunk and baseball bat like that's I mean, a victory? Skunk is kind of small. Do you no, not know, know the most the weapon of the skunk? <laughs> you're sprayed, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah you're no, sprayed, man. Sprayed. That's not a victory. No, no, there's no doubt. I, I would take the L on that for sure, but I got to So why do you have dog. a bat? The skunk's not going to eat the dog. Right. What are you doing? I figure the skunk can mess the dog up. He's a little French bulldog, and... 
you know, he sleeps with me, and he sleeps, like, right next to me. Like, he's always touching me. Maybe I should let the bear take him. I mean, <laughs> you wouldn't want him in the bed if the skunk took him. That's for sure. Yeah. That's disgusting. All right, that's, let's go to the phones. That smell is exactly what it tastes like to eat pickles and pineapple, by the way. <laughs> let's go it's to like, a d- um, like skunk smells. Let's go to Daryl Long Beach. What up, Daryl? Daryl. All right. Is this Daryl? Not... Daryl. Mm-hmm. All right. No, that's right, Daryl sorry. in Long Beach. Daryl in Long Beach is the guy who told us where to get All the right. oxtail. Beto and Whittier. What up, Beto? What's up, hermanos and nana? Uh, I would call my wife uh, mi guayabita, my little guava, or my oh. spicy nugget, oh. depending on her mood, you know? Spicy nugget, uh, yeah. As spicy far nugget. as pickles, no, no, pickles, no, but cucumber, yes, cucumber, definitely. Uh, the Lakers, you know what the real problem with the Lakers is, Elsie? Uh, and I think when, when, we, when, when, the re- when the song got released, the guy said, if we win, we got to sing that song all the time, so... 7,500 Laker fans. <laughs> but no, seriously, uh, I think that they didn't, uh, they didn't establish any continuity uh, once AD and LeBron both went down. Uh, Vogel should have trusted in his bench a little bit more by maybe giving them more run. And, and if, there's something to be said about these hockey lines. I, I think there's this, this old thinking of, Oh, you got to shorten your bench uh, come playoffs. I get all of that, but when you got that much talent and 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 you're going up against a, a young run and gun team like Phoenix, man, you got to throw out enough able bodies out there, especially when there's a lack of a big body in AD, um, and and just get some continuity between uh, Trez. Why can't you play Trez at the four? And um, uh, Mark at the five, you know, I think that would work inside out. And like the other caller said, we got to go um, inside out. We ain't got to play outside in anymore, especially since with those those shots aren't falling. Love you guys. Talk to you later. All right, man. Thanks, brother. My oh, man. I was stuck on Guava. I was like, ooh, that's, a good, that's a good name right there. Uh, Laura, by the beauty. way, Laura, what did, tell the boys what you said uh, in my ear. Oh, I said, this is what happens when you and I are not here. You know, they about start that song. song. You, yeah. you ain't feeling yeah. that song. That's a great are song. Are you feeling it, Sedano? I mean, it was kind of whack, I got to be honest. <laughs> really? It was kind of whack. Is that right? Yeah. Really? Really? There's a Tony I was actually, Award. I was most disappointed us. in LZ because he went along with it. <laughs> but, uh, went along with it. He was the leader of the band. I know. Yeah, he was the lead saying. singer. Yeah. I, by yeah. the way, I'm expecting my royalties on writing the song, by the way. I haven't seen the check yet. That was Grammy nominated. All right. In your head, bruh. Yeah, oh if it weren't for Telly Swift, I would have won. Exactly. You know. <laughs> yeah. I know you say in his head, I got bad news for you, Laura. Any person who heard that song, it's still stuck in their head. I feel bad so, for them. So, well, you know, well, that, that's the sign of a good song, really. When the song dropped, we won. <laughs> okay. When we stopped playing the song, I'm just correlating the facts. You do what you I want. I mean, that is it. true. There is that you. part of the equation. Yes. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe we uh, bring it back tomorrow. No, no, no. I think we may have to drop it <laughs> we tomorrow. We might have now, to. We can, oh, we can remix y'all it. can do that. <laughs> we can I'm remix it if you want a solo or something, because I see what you're trying to position for. Yeah. I see what you're positioning for. Big deal, no deal. Three minutes. Let's go. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Big deal or no deal? Of course, speaking of big deals, you call the right attorney, of course, when you're injured in an accident. Call my friends at Sam and Ash Injury Law at 800-304-2000. That's 800-304-2000 because you deserve what's right. Craig, what do you got? All right, Sedano, we'll start off with you. Danny Ainge stepped down today from the Boston Celtics, and Brad Stevens is taking his spot as GM. Is this a big deal or no deal? Um, yeah, I mean, it's a big deal. Because Danny Ainge is, you know, basically a lifelong Celtic. And, you know, I would say, you know, he may not have had, like, a great run. But I, I don't think he had a bad run as the GM there. Uh, they have had some modicum of success. They've been to a number of conference finals, just didn't get to the finals or win a championship, which is what they're judged on. 
Uh, the Brad Stevens part is interesting because I do think that the coaching aspect in the NBA is – I don't think people realize what kind of a grind it is. I know people hear it, and but I just don't think it registers. Like, you're dealing with a lot more stuff, I think, as a coach than you are a front office person. He doesn't have the qualifications, which is kind of strange. I thought they'd go in-house with Mike Zarin, who's been a lifelong employee and also been the assistant GM for a really long time. But, uh, yeah, so I think it's a big deal because of all those particular aspects to it. And it's the Celtics, of course. I actually got to say that um, I find this to be a no deal, even though Danny Ainge that you mentioned lifelong Celtic and, you know, he's finally stepping away and done or so you would think. And then it's weird, Brad Stevens, because to go from coach to like running the, the personnel side of the organization, I'm just not sure that you really you just make that jump. And it's not like Brad Stevens has this resume that's Phil Jackson. I mean, I'm just I'm just not sure about it. I, and honestly, like. It happens all the way out there in Boston. I, to me, it's no deal. This is trash, man. <laughs> it's trash. I mean, I'm used to trash, but this is trash, man. How many 50-win seasons do you think Brad Stevens has coached the, the Celtics to? I don't know. I'll take a I guess since the way you asked it. I'll guess none. Two. Two. He's been uh, around for a minute. I think it's like six or seven years. It's been around for a yeah. minute. I mean, he so took you, over a team that was awful, though. There so was that. So uh, you, you, you are a young college coach that never won. You get an opportunity to be the head coach for one of the premier franchises in the league's history. You do not win. And for your seemingly mediocre you know, finishes during the regular season, you get a promotion. Is that what I'm seeing here? That's exactly what you're saying. Okay. Like I said, trash. This is trash. But um, if this is the way that the NBA PA wants to roll with it, if this is the way that Boston as a franchise wants to roll with it, go on with that. Because there are plenty of trash decisions that are made to go around. However, when the NBA starts talking about what it's doing for equality, I'm going to need you to push pause on that button. I'm just saying. I'm going to need you to push pause on that button because clearly this is an example of the same issues that is troubling with all the leagues. And so if y'all want to roll with this, go on and roll with it now. But the next time you talk about what you're doing for the fight for equality and stuff, I'm just going to need to remind you of what you didn't do on this day and in this moment, right? And what you know what they well, didn't do. Well, but let me let me let me ask you this. Let me let me just because I, I, out of curiosity, what what do you think should have been done by the players? Do you believe that a proper search was done to find a qualified candidate to be? Well, they don't have the, to do a proper the, search. The, for I'm, a just, front I'm just asking. Person. I'm just asking yeah. you. Do you believe a proper search was done in order to find the best candidate? to run an organization that is one of the premier organizations in this league's history? Do you believe that I mean, proper search was done and they found someone by the name of Brad Stevens to be the most qualified person for that position? So, I, I, well, that's I a yes agree. no question. Do you, believe, do you think that's... No, no, I don't think it was done. Okay, but what I, will, right. what I will say to you is this. While I agree with your premise, the reason I'm pushing back, or not pushing back in theory, but asking, is because I, I don't know what the players can do in that situation. Like, those are owners' decisions. Like, to me, if you want to get on the owners, that's fine. Like, I don't think the players or the Players Association has any control over what an owner wants to do with their front office. Like, that, that at least to my knowledge, is not something that they, they – I mean, they can voice their What's opinion. What's the word of the hour when you talk about athletes during this particular time, especially post-George Floyd? What's the word of the hour? I would say the word is empowered. Empowered. Thank you, Cap. You're welcome. Flex some of that empowerment. Right. You have so, platforms, use them. Right. George, when you say what can the players do, is they, they, everybody's very willing to say how they feel. Everybody's willing to put it out there. And so, look, LZ, your question's the right question, which is, did they do a search? Absolutely not. The ownership well, of Boston said, you know what we think? We think when Danny Ainge is done, we're just going to promote Brad Stevens. But – if you're the players, and this is what Stephen A. was going off about this morning on ESPN, which was, dude, you, you got to at least give an opportunity to some people who may not just be Brad Stevens to go from the bench to the front office 
as LZ points out, he was a good college coach that got hot at the right time, got a great opportunity, had some success, and, and he, just, he just gets to elevate that way. Well, uh, I, I mean, look, I, I also don't – I feel like Brad Stevens is, is, takes a lot of grief. Like, I think he's a good coach. We're not like, talking for, about Brad Stevens. I'm talking about that. Well, I can't no, no, speak I, cap. I'm talking about the process that led to this decision being made. Sure, and, and but you know how this works. Like, I'm not, I'm not defending it, but, I'm, I mean, owners are going to pick who they're comfortable with. He's been on that staff or whatever in the organization yeah, for seven what, years. And I, and I said they had that right. I'm just saying that when those little PSAs come out about equality, I'm going to need to put pause and remind you of this moment in time. And I'm going to ask for the players to have some strong opinions and share and, them. And the other, other, the only other thing I would say in regards to that whole scenario is that we all know the timing of Danny Ainge's decision is really suspect based upon the videos and conversations he's been having about race relations. We all are aware of that timeline, and we are looking at him stepping down through the prism of that timeline with a certain glare and, and side eye. So for the decision based upon the circumstances of his resignation leading to the decision of another white man coming up and being promoted who hasn't proven himself exacerbates the situation, doesn't really lead itself to a better taste in my mind. Right, I can't but speak what, for what, others. What, what, I'm, what, what I'm, I guess, dissecting here, right, is the Brad Stevens aspect of it. Like, I, I don't, like, what is he supposed to say, no? No, I, and I said this wasn't about Brad Stevens. Right. That's very much no, no, but I that's said, why, but that, that was my objection to it. It's just like, I feel like Brad is going to end up taking the bullets for an organization when it's not his fault. You know what I mean? It's not his fault. You're absolutely right about that, Cap. And and George, I agree. It is not his fault. Because it's been reported, it's been reported that that Stevens, you know, according to Chris Haynes at Yahoo, that it's been reported that his top three candidates are, hold on, I want to make sure I have it right. I know Chauncey Billups was one. Right. Lloyd Pierce was the other. and, And, oh, and Jason Kidd. No, no, and those no. are well, Brad's be, picks. That, that would be that would make people feel better. I think LZ, I'll I'll defer to you, but I think that would make people. That was Stephen A's point: is this is a league built on the backs of African American men. Agreed. So when when an opportunity like this comes up, someone should have at least an opportunity. Now you don't want somebody to just interview. Just oh, it's a, it's just an interview. You know, I mean, if, if he's not going to be There's given a, a real I'm just opportunity, be real with it. Yeah, go ahead. There's a whole lot of Fortune 500 companies that push diversity, that believes in diversity, that has all these wonderful diversity programs and have never had a person of color or a woman lead it. They always want to keep it close. We'll make you a, a VP. You can always be a VP in these organizations. Right. But when you look at the top, that's, that, that's, that's, that's ceiling. There's still yeah. that ceiling. And so, yes, Cap, it is nice to hear that the, head, that the new team president is considering these African-American candidates to be coaches. But as far as I can see, that Fortune 500 dynamic that I just talked about is being reflected in that process as well. I sure. And, and, but I, I, I just – my thing is like the Players Association part of it, LZ, and is like, you know, I, I don't – like the, the power to be able to express yourself is certainly there. And I would agree that maybe someone should have said something, right? But it's still not the power to actually make the decision, you know? No, it's not. It's not. I just want to hear you. That's right. Enough. Okay. And LeBron's to too busy right now. LeBron's too busy worrying about Game Six to have an opinion about this because right now I got to concentrate. Well, I don't even think that's on LeBron. Like I think you're no, referring to the guys on the I'm, Celtics I'm just, roster. Yeah, I'm, I'm right. just, but I'm exactly. the, the most. It's, it's for it's for anyone. If if Stephen and I didn't see what Stephen A had to say, so I'm I'm being little. He walked off the set because he was I, very I, upset. Dude, I got to be careful. So, I, so yeah. I don't know what he say, but his if, if, if it was about criticism towards the process. I 1 billion percent co-sign with that criticism of the process. I'm not criticizing Brad Stevens. I'm pretty criticizing the process because you cannot tell me that you can find yourself uh, a, a black or Latino coach who had an okay run in college but never won the big one, then gets the opportunity to coach in at the, the tippity top, top, top to the tip top, top league in the world for the tippity top, top, tippity top, top or one of the tippity top, top, top franchises being the Boston Celtics have a mediocre at best run in terms of win-loss percentages, and then get promoted. I haven't seen any brothers get that opportunity, but I've seen plenty of, of, of men who happen to be white get that same opportunity. Sure. I, there's this no disagreement the on that. So that's all I'm saying. It's like, right. can we talk about this process? Right, because this is exactly the same conversation we would have been having years ago 
about the 49ers hiring John Lynch from the television booth. Now, he's had some success because he's led a team to a Super Bowl, but then, of course, everything fell apart last year with injuries. But nonetheless, the point is the process. The, the, the process is we're talking about diversity in America more than ever before, and we're talking about the NBA players being more empowered and more willing to share their opinions than ever before. And we're also talking about an organization, one of the crown jewels of the league, saying we're taking that guy and promoting him and we're not giving anybody else an opportunity. That's all. All right. Clearly a big deal, though. Or yeah, no deal, deal? Or big deal. Yeah, everywhere in between. It became a big yeah, deal. Even deal, though I started deal. it, no deal. I think I started with no deal. <laughs> yeah. Is that the only one we did? That is, is going it? to be the only one we do today. That's Correct. You can do more later another on. One. We can do, we can do another one. Well, how about we just side. do more on the other side? Yeah, Let's just Because you know, I know you, you wrote the damn question. not so serious, Greg. You're too serious, man. Oh, you need I'll, to calm down. What, what am I? Yeah. A very I mean, serious topic I know. You you too up. much. First, you're censoring us earlier in the show. Yeah, now you're, you're, you're telling us. Giving you tough now questions. Now you to solve racism in 15-minute segments. I mean, it's too much, man. It's too much. If anybody can do it, LZ, you can. Anti Oxnard, you know, we heard that earlier. Yeah, I love Oxnard, Silver yeah, Strand. Yeah. I used to spend, spend just a lot don't of love time his on that people. Beach. Poor Tony, Tony. he'll never be the same. Justice for Tony. Hey, did Al ever get back to you? Did Elsie? What? Did Al ever <laughs> yeah, get back to like, you about huh? Tony? Oh, I haven't heard anything yet. Because oh. it wasn't important, man. <laughs> wow. I can't. Wow. Tony, Elsie, and I got your back. That's all we're saying. Okay. I Tony haven't heard Oxnard. from Al. I haven't heard from Al. Damn, Al, Al busy. You know, listen, I don't blame him. He's got stuff to it do. It was a short conversation. I'm sure he's forgotten it already. <laughs> All right, Greg, let's do big deal or no deal on the other side since we only did one question. <laughs> it was a good conversation, um, but we only did one question. So I, I feel that uh, poorly that you uh, – I feel bad that you wrote all those questions and we only did one. So let's do that on the other side. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. LZ, what are you going to be talking about with Key? Well, first of all, for the record, it won't be a little LZ. All right? Morales. Yeah. Okay. A lot of LZ? I'm a Get man that of right. substance. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about uh, Pride. Um, oh, Key cool. Was on, Key was on air today sporting a nice Disney Pride t-shirt. Oh, cool. Which is pretty cool. And he's also a guest uh, on an upcoming episode of uh, my podcast, Life Out Loud. He's uh, coupled with uh, Jason Collins. Those of you who may remember, Jason being the first player uh, in any of the big sports to be openly gay and active. And then uh, Rick Welts, the recently retired president of the Golden State Warriors Basketball Hall of Famer, who is also the first uh, C-suite level person to come out while holding down their job. So, yeah, so yeah we're going to do the chit-chats, catch up. I'm going to try and reclaim some of our bits yeah, tell uh, me why there. why why take everything, you know? Yeah, especially take it or shake it. You could have at least, you know, rephrased it. Right. He, he just took it just You could have called shake it or take it or something. Anything, you know? Yeah. I mean, that would have been at least BP simple. Did. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. Do the other uh, guys, do the other guys on the show, do Jay Will and Zubin or as George called them yesterday, Jay-Z? Does Jay-Z and Zubin know that uh that Key took your bits and took them to New York and now uses them not. nationally and actually stole them? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to, like, you know, like an come on and just, you know, out them. You know, mm-hmm. it is Pride Month. It's his right. decision. Right. But, yeah, yeah. Don't do know. that. Yeah, yeah I won't out them like that. No, no, no. But I will remind them that, you know, take it or shake it has a long shelf life. I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, mean, uh, hey, I miss them. I miss laughing with them. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun. So, Greg, can we finish Big Deal or No Deal? Sure. Absolutely. Okay. Big Deal or No Deal. Of course, it's always a big deal. 
For you to call the right attorney when you're injured in an accident, call my friends at Sam and Ash Injury Law, 800-304-2000. That's 800-304-2000 because you deserve what's right. Laura, hit the music and Greg, go. All right, LZ, this just Mm -hmm. happened about 45 seconds ago. Cody Bellinger just hit a grand slam and the Dodgers are up 11 to 1 in the first inning. Wow. Is this a big deal or no deal? Oh, that's crazy. That is a big deal. He he also has six RBIs in the inning. By himself? By himself. And Mookie Betts has two hits. Wow. That's that's probably pretty good to hear. That's wonderful. What's the rec- what's the record for most runs in one in one inning? I can look it up real fast. I think it's twenty two. Most runs in first inning. Let's try that. See what do you think, the- Cap? Big deal. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go seventeen. Seventeen's my number. Most runs in the first inning. It's it. They actually tied the record. Um, it is eleven. Actually, really? that's the record. They they set that same one in the NLCS game three win over Atlanta. It's, you know, it's eighteen for any inning. 18? 18 for inning and 11 for the first. Yep. I would say that this is a somewhat big deal. Bellinger needs to get back and really, really get back to who he was. And the Dodgers, since this Giants series this past weekend, having losing, having lost three out of four, and then now you know split right now with with the Cardinals. And last night was a really spectacular finish because I'm sure you guys saw Mookie Betts hit this laser down the left field line, mm-hmm. and it was caught right at the wall. Man, it was a spectacular catch by O'Neill. And so you know they got to get Bellinger back to who he was or who he really is because um, they're they're kind of fortunate right now. The Dodgers are because the team chasing or the team they're battling with the Padres also losing a bunch of games right now. And San Francisco's back on top. They need Bellinger. Uh, yeah, look, dude. I mean, first of all, he is a big part of what they do. So to have him healthy and hitting the ball and hitting out of the yard and getting six RBIs in one inning, anything to get him going and get them going in the right direction consistently, I think is a big deal. So, all right, what's next, Greg? On, on to the to next, the next one. one. On to the next one. <laughs> All right, uh, Cap, we'll start with you. Yes, Damian Lillard last night set yes. the record for three-pointers in a playoff game last night with 12 passing Clay Thompson. Uh, is this a big deal or no deal? So I'm going to say it's no deal. It was a spectacular individual performance, mm-hmm. and it was a very, very entertaining game that went deep into double overtime. But I got to just say no deal because it's in a losing effort. Now, I'm not putting it on Damian Lillard. It was a spectacular individual performance. Um, in fact, even late in the game, you know, they, they, I was watching last night, George, when I was watching SportsCenter, and I saw you on SportsCenter, and Neil Everett said, you know, he got tired. You know, he passed the ball. He, he got was. tired. He was gassed. I would think so. You know, I just thought to myself, what an individual performance. It's unfortunate that it comes in a loss. So I'm choosing to go no deal. Uh, I'm going to say big deal only for this reason. It was a historic performance. He is the only player in NBA playoff history to score 55 points and have 10 assists in a loss. The only player in NBA history to have that happen. So I'm going to say big deal just based on that. Although it is weird, LZ, and I'm curious to get your thoughts on it, that, you know, he's so clutch and so big in the big moments that losing doesn't stick to him. The only guy that I can think of like that is Reggie Miller. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. This is a huge deal, um, not just because it's of an individual performance, but it's an extension of an individual's legend. You know, when it's all said and done, he's obviously going to be in the Hall of Fame, and he may or may not end with a championship. Who knows? But since the first year he was in this league, he's been that dude. And time and time again, he keeps showing up as that dude. That doesn't mean that he doesn't put up stinkers. He does. But to George's points, we don't remember the stinkers because of nights like last night. He is so effing amazing. And it's a shame that there are years in which he has to beg to be on the all-star team. It's crazy. And beg to get anybody to play with him. You know what I'm saying? Like his GM has done him no, uh, no, you know, has done him a disservice, I think. They can't get anybody to play there with it. So. Uh, it does rain a lot in Portland. It does. I'm sure that's a factor. Perhaps. Next. Sun, <laughs> yeah. Sun is good. 
All right, LZ, the Oakland A's organization has some explaining to do. Pictures oh. surfaced of what they feed their minor league affiliates Ooh, in the post-game meal. Let me meal. tell you, bro. <laughs> Including a white bread sandwich with no protein and what looks to be like a slice of American cheese. And another picture showed a taco with a barely filled tortilla. Yeah, a little bit it, of chicken and some peppers in Right, there. and that was it. Is this a big deal or no deal? Man, this is a huge deal, man. Like, we already knew that Major League Baseball was treating minor league baseball players like trash based upon their compensation. So we already knew, but I didn't think it was like this. This is almost as bad as a WNBA in the bubble having, like, broken down showers and stuff what the league had booked them with. Or the NCAA women's, uh, remember no, the weight Yes, room. the gym. Right. right. Yeah. Like, yep. it's that level bad. This is ridiculous. When you have players in the majors who – literally make more than your entire collection of players in the minors, then that's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. And this this is not even food, man. I don't even know what to call this. This is you know what this is? This is pickles and pineapples. That's what this is. It's pretty terrible, man. Oof. I mean I looked uh, at it and I just thought I thought the coleslaw looked pretty good. But I mean I was like, you know what? The Oakland A's are known for being one of the cheapest organizations and and people don't look at it that way they go no 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 they're resourceful they have found ways to win without spending money and in reality not taking care of your minor leaguers the guys that are supposed to eventually be your major leaguers has a major problem and then getting outed on it all i mean that is really an ugly look and you're right lz people don't really know the the dirty little secret of how how rough life can be in the minor leagues oh it's awful it's awful, especially juxtaposed to the majors. Right. Like I get it, you're, you're in the minors, you're you're working your way up, you're trying, but you shouldn't have to also need to be have like an OnlyFans page in order to get your rent paid. Mm-hmm. Like, look, come on. Wait, did you dump that? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, uh, no. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I would say big deal because the whole thing is a mess. Like, and you know, to LZ's point, like, just the whole minor league system needs to be redone and done in a better way. All right, last one. Go ahead, Greg. On to the next one. Oh, I thought we don't we have to go to break here. Oh, bit? you have no more questions. No, you I have no. I have I have three more questions. But we have. Well, like, then on we to the next one. Like, dang it! I mean, you it, you talking right, 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 Amazon has a Sedano. Amazon oh. has announced their Amazon Prime Day for 2021. It will they be have on, denounced it. They've announced it. Oh. oh. It, Amazon Prime sounded Day. like you said they denounced it. I'm like, no, that's not good announcing. business. Has yeah. has announced it will be on June 21st <laughs> and June 22nd. It lasts two days. Is Amazon big deal Prime Day? We, yeah, big yeah. deal because we all love to shop and gorge. All right, we're done here. LZ, you agree? Yes or no? Big deal. All right, Scott. Nah, I don't know. All right, we're done here. Excellent work, LZ. I want to do one more. Excellent work, Scott. <laughs> Much love, everybody. Greg and Laura, great job. We'll talk to you tomorrow. See you. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 